Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. Sankhya Yoga, Yoga of Knowledge. So as we have discussed before, these 20 verses, 11 through 30, describing the nature of the self, as described in Upanishads. So I call Bhagavad Gita a clip notes for Upanishads, you know, or Reader's Digest version of Upanishads. Upanishads are very abstract to understand. So Bhagavad Gita is putting this knowledge in an understandable manner for us. Something which cannot be explained, inexplicable, the nature of the true self, Bhagavan is making an effort for us to understand. So, so far we have understood from Bhagavan that the self is imperishable, immutable, and immortal, and it is all-pervading. So myself and yourself are not two different selves, the one the same self expressing through different bodies, different instruments. Just like Swamiji uses the classic analogy of electricity. Electricity is one, its manifestations are many. So in this building right now we see electricity as light, also see as heat from our heater. But both are only expression of the same energy which is electricity. So you and I are different people, but we are the manifestation of the same entity, which I call myself, and you call yourself. So we had been discussing these verses, where Bhagavan gave us several analogies for us to understand. And one of them says, that just as in this body, we grow from baby state of a child to young adult to adult and then to an old man, when this self will change this body, it will still be the same change. It is no different than the change which you encountered effortlessly. I grew effortlessly from a young adult to an adult and to an old man. And to make us understand the analogy of Vasansi Jirinani Yathavihai. So why do I change this body? It's because this body is no longer appropriate to fulfill my vasanas and desires. If my goal is to go from here to D.C., but if my car is not good enough, I have to buy another car or change another car, borrow, rent another car, which is more appropriate for that. So because now this body is getting old and non-functional, that I change the body. Bhagavan has explained the concept of transmigration, why a person goes from one body to another, which we have seen in the last verse, which is Vasansi, Jirnani, Yathavihaya, Navani, Gruhnati, Naroparani, Tatha, Sarirani, Vihaya, Jirnani, Anyani, Sanyati, Navani, Dehi. It is as simple as that. that. Because this body is old, just as when the old clothes are no longer useful, I'll buy new clothes. I change into new clothes. When this body is no longer useful or not appropriate, I move on to the next one. 
And then coming back to explaining the nature of the self, this next two verses describe in a manner which we understand. So Swamiji explains here that something which is inexplicable can only be explained in the manner which is explainable. So there is a word in Sanskrit which we almost call upadesha. Upadesha literally means near place. Place which is near to what I am trying to indicate is upadesha. Because I cannot transmit my knowledge into your mind or intellect. But I can point out and then you will understand yourself to make it your own knowledge. So if I had been to Hawaii and you had never been to Hawaii and I have to explain to you what Hawaii feels like or looks like, all I can explain to you is the place which you have been to. So we can say, have you not been to Hawaii? No. Have you been to Bahamas? I have been to Bahamas. It is something like Bahamas. So I can only explain things which you have not experienced in the parameter of what you know. So Bhagwan here now explain the nature of the self by something which we understand. So it says, Na enam chindanti sastrani, na enam dahati pavakaha. Everything in this world I see is destructible. There is nothing that I know which does not get destructed. The destruction is the nature of this world. But the destruction can occur in various ways, depending on the nature of that thing or being. So things which are grosser, can be destroyed by grosser instruments. Nainam chindanti sastrani. Sastrani weapons or any kind of instrument which can cut axe or a sword, which can cut something. But sword can only cut something which is as gross or more grosser than the sword. It cannot cut something which is subtler than the sword. So sword can cut, you know, object which is solid, it cannot cut water, which is liquid. Because water is subtler than sword itself. Therefore, sword cannot cut it. So the implication here, the self is subtler than any solid material you see in this world. Therefore, it cannot be cut by weapons. Na enam chandanti sastrani. Na enam dahati pavakaha. Fire cannot burn it. Fire can burn everything. But it cannot burn space. Space is subtler than fire and therefore fire cannot burn space. So in the world of manifestation Prakriti, we see the five great elements. The earth the grossest and space is the subtlest of all. So as the things get subtler, the grosser material cannot affect it. Nayanam dhati pavaka. So the fire can burn everything but not something which is subtler than fire. Therefore, the self must be subtler than fire. Nachainam kledianti apaha. Water cannot wet it. Water can only wet if something which has space in its structure, interstitial space. A cotton can get soaked because between cotton fiber there is space in between. If there is no space, the water cannot wet it. Steel, it cannot soak that. So it is even subtler than water. Nasa shoshayati marutaha. And wind cannot dry it. 
The dehydration that only occurs if there is a moisture available in that object. Our body can get dehydrated because we know it is what 80% water. If there is no water in it, it cannot be dried. It is only there if there is an interstitial space in between the structure to have water in it. Something which is subtler than the instrument of destruction that the instrument cannot destroy. So all the things which we know in this world are basically destructible because they are grosser, including my mind and intellect. This body gets destroyed because it is gross body. It is made up of five elements. So all elements go back to where they come from, wherever we have borrowed. We borrow a book from library. At some point in time, we will go and return the book. It does not belong to me. I just borrowed it from the library. Same with elements which make my body, mind, intellect are borrowed from Prakriti. Therefore, I have to return them when I am done with it. The next verse defines the self. Achedya. So now, we have understood that because it cannot be cut, it must be non-cuttable. Achedya. Achedya am adahyo ayam. It cannot be burnt. Akledyo asosya evacha. It's non-wettable, it is non-dryable. And therefore, because it cannot be destroyed by any means that we have known, the conclusion is it is nityaha, permanent. Something which has no destruction has to be permanent. Sarvagataha. If something is permanent, indestructible, that means it is subtlest of all means of destruction. And if it is subtler than any means of destruction that I know, it has to be all-pervading. Therefore, it is sarvagataha, all-pervading. All-pervading literally means it is subtler than anything I can comprehend through my senses. Everything which I can comprehend is finite. Everything that is finite is its own self-life. But something which is permanent has to be beyond my sense perception and therefore it is all-pervading. Sthanuhu. If it is all-pervading, it has to be firm because there is no place it to move. If I am all-pervading in my chair, then I cannot move. But if I am sitting on a bench, and I am the only one, I can move around on that bench. Swamiji explains, Thano also can be movable. A tree is stable at the base, but moving at the top. Many people do not know the high-rise buildings, they also move in the wind. When I first started designing high-rise buildings, I come to realize that the movement can be as much as several feet buildings which are hundred and something stories. So people get seasickness. Some people are very sensitive to movement. Most of us do not recognize this thing. But people are sensitive to movement, they feel seasickness. Because the building literally moves in wind. So when we design it, we have to make sure all parts are basically movable. So all the windows and all that which you see. But from from my perspective the building is stable. Because my perception doesn't go as far. Because building is stable at the base with moving at the top. 
therefore the next verse achalaha it not only stable but unmovable simply because there is no place for it to move if i'm all pervading there is no other thing that can exist so right now only thing which i can think of all per- space is all pervading out of the five great elements i see the other four are relatively finite i can see earth matter has its own limitations the fire has its own limitations air has its own limitation what is own limit space is all pervading from my perspective right now wherever i think there is space therefore i can move the parts of this building now these days with the historical preservation they sometimes insist that way well, you cannot destroy this building but then some developer wants to buy their land because of great value then they will come in and say we will take this building and put it somewhere else we can take the whole building from the foundation up put it in another county another country even so space does not move now when the building moves space does not move i can move my car from one place to another but the space within the car does not move simply because space is unmovable if space is everywhere there is no place it to go but everything else moves in the space but space is the subtlest of all the elements of prakriti the self is even subtler than the space all five elements therefore it has no place to go therefore it is achalam sanatanaha eternal or ancient sanatana means it's not something new it's not something new that we have invented therefore if it is something new new concept that we have figured out then there will be another time and somebody will make it not valid new research will occur and say so for a while there's a coffee drinking is not good then they came back and said no, no coffee is actually good for you if you drink at least x number of cups of coffee then you don't get alzheimer and or it is your brain will function better there was a great solace to me so all that okay okay i'm, I'm with <laughs> so it keeps changing if there's something new it has all probability of getting invalid but it's it's a sanada it is nothing new it's ancient it's eternal before the time that you can think of anything you can think of in past it is beyond that therefore it is sanatanaha it is eternal avyaktaha ayam it is unmanifest achintyaha it cannot be thought of it cannot be thought by my thinking instrument so everything i try to understand everything i comprehend in this world is actually by my intellect to understand it and when it comes in my comprehension it has limitations everything i can comprehend is finite i can think of elephant i can think of buildings all that i can think is finite because they're manifest avyaktaha the self is unmanifest manifest is something i can perceive through my senses either i can see i can hear i can touch 
I can smell, then it manifests. I can say, yeah, I think there is agarbatti in this room, because I, I smell it. So, vyakta is something perceptible through my senses. Because the self is not perceptible, it is avyakta, unmanifested. Achintyaha. I can only think of something which I have experienced before. If somebody says a word or a name, and I'll just associate it with my memory or my understanding of it. But here I have no understanding. Therefore, achintyaha, it cannot be thought about. Avikaryaha, immutable. There cannot be any change in it. The change can only occur if not stable. So we have seen it's thanuhu, achala. It's so subtle. It's subtler than any subtlest thing I can think of. And therefore it is immutable. So we are trying to explain something which cannot be explained. We are trying to understand something which cannot be understood. I came across a verse in Kena Upanishad which is very interesting. It says, Yashya amatam. Tasya matam. Matam yasya na vedasaha. Yasya amatam. One who does not comprehends it, we are talking about the self. One who does not comprehends the self, he understands it. Matam yasya na vedasaha. One who says, I comprehend the self, he does not understand it. Avignatam vijanatam. It is not comprehensible by the sages. Vijanatam, the wise people. Wise people do not comprehend it. They do not conceptualize. Comprehension is conceptualizing. I can visualize. As an architect, I can say, I don't need to build it. I can build all that building in my head before put it on the paper. It's comprehension. You give me a program, I want three-bedroom house, and I want a large living room, and then, oh, I got it. Let me think about it. I create that picture in my mind, what kind of house he's looking for, and I start putting it on the paper. That comprehension. Avignatam vijanatam. Those who are wise understand the nature of the self. They cannot comprehend it. Vignanatam avijanatam. But those who are not very sharp, ignorant, they comprehend it. They think they have... I was talking to one of our study group members, old friend. And I said, well, you're not coming to Gita class. We miss you. I said, no, no, Neil, I'm beyond Gita now. I said, I had been trying for all these. I'm still trying to understand Gita. Somebody told me, I read Upanishad. It's very simple. I said, are you serious? Upanishad is simple. So somebody who is not really knowledgeable for me, it is very simple. So one of our friends, who is a singer in town, they were coming from some group gathering of singing. And Manju said, you know, Dilip, they were singing too high, so I could not follow them. And Dilip, who's not a singer, he said, but I didn't have any problem following them. <laughs> One who does not know, ignorance is bliss. If I'm ignorant about something, then I'm not worried about it. Everything is going fine. It's only when I come to know the reality of it, then I'll be worried. A friend of mine was interviewed for uh, architecture school admission. And he was a draftsman for, for a long period of time. So at a very older age, he went to architecture school. So there was an interview. So the interviewer asked him, what do you know about architecture? And the answer was, I know everything about architecture. Because of draftsman, he thought he knew everything about architecture. Vignanatam avijanatam. Those who are ignorant, 
दे थिंक दे कॉम्प्रिहेंडेड तस्मात एवं विदित्वा एनम नोइंग दिस अबाउट द सेल्फ न अनुसूचित मरासी यू शुड नॉट ग्रीव अबाउट इट दैट इट कैन गेट किल्ड नॉल बी द किलर वन हु थिंक्स दैट द सेल्फ कैन बी किल्ड does not know the nature of the self and one who think that the self is a killer he also does not know the nature of the self we'll stop right here om sarve bhavantu sukhina sarve santu niramayaha sarve bhadrani pashyantu ma kaschit dukha bhag bhave शांति 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 हरि श्री गुरुभ्यो नम हरि